Welcome to day 65 of Rockcliffe's 365 Days of the Bible. Today I want to share a highlight from our readings, which can be found in Numbers chapter 26 to 27, with a focus on Numbers chapter 27, 3 through 8. Our father died in the wilderness. He was not among the company of those who gathered themselves together against the Lord in the company of Korah, but died of his own sin, and he had no sons. Why should the name of our father be taken away from his clan because he had no sons? Give to us a possession among our father's brother. Moses brought their case before the Lord, and the Lord said to Moses, The daughters are right. You shall give them possession of an inheritance among their father's brothers and transfer the inheritance of their father to them. And you shall speak to the people of Israel, saying, If a man dies and has no sons, then you shall transfer his inheritance to his daughter. Now, this is a fascinating story because it is a cultural shift that we are seeing. Um, These four daughters take their request to Moses, and Moses takes it before the Lord. And at this time, when a father died, his inheritance would be divided up amongst his sons. And if he had no sons, it would be divided up amongst his brothers. And if he had no brothers, it would be uncles and so on and so forth. It would would go along uh, the lines of, of male kinship. And this was often because it, women were married into another family and would receive a portion of their husband's inheritance, and so they weren't given an inheritance amongst their father's possessions. And this is for an assortment of reasons, and we're not going to dive too deep into that right now, but what we're seeing here is these four daughters gather together, and they make a petition and a request. And it's it's not just for their own benefit. What they're saying here is, our father's name, will be forgotten because his inheritance and his possession has been split up amongst his brothers. This was about preservation of their family lineage as much as it was about inheritance. But what God sees is he 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 sees a heart and he, he also sees faith because what this request is also saying is, we believe we will take the promised land. And when that time comes, there will be an allotment of land and inheritance based on the tribes and the families and whatnot. And and so this is also a profession of their faith and what God will do for their people. And what's amazing is, is because of their, their request, not only is it honored, and they are indeed the, the inheritance that was going to be given uh, to their father's brother is brought back and given to them instead, but then moving forward, period, all unmarried daughters whose fathers had no sons would receive the inheritance when their father passed, which, which culturally would be groundbreaking and shifting. And it shows that we, we serve a God who sees and hears. And while God himself is unchanging, he radically changes things because he sees so much further than we do. And we we live in a culture that's radically telling us, well, you need to change your faith because it makes me uncomfortable. You need to change your ways because, you know, it's not up with modern standards. Well, what God does in this moment is he actually does the opposite and he changes cultural norms. And not just for the Hebrews, this would have been a pretty standard practice throughout other cultures as well. And God goes, you know what? We're going to change this. We often get caught up in trying to make our faith more relevant to the modern age. And the fact of the matter is, 
our methods by which we communicate the gospel should be updated so that the accessibility to newer generations uh, is there. But the principles, the core philosophies, the, the theology that is integral to who we are, and not even the theology, actually, but the principles of who God is, we don't need to change and modify because God is God and he can protect himself. And the fact of the matter is God reforms culture not the other way around. When we are truly seeking God, we will see radical change in culture that will be better for all people. But the other part of this story is, are we willing to go to God and say, God, we see some injustice here. Will you help us change it? And what this is, is this is once again coming back to that partnership that God wants from us this relational aspect. God might very well want us to go out and do some radical reform in culture. But where it started was there was a a request being made to God, really. And God goes, absolutely, I'm on board with this. And there's a difference when we ask God, hey, God, we see injustice and we want to see it changed. And he goes, you're right. Now go and do it and establish it. And, and when we have God's backing on things, things get done and things change and they change permanently. Are we willing to ask? Are we willing to hear a yes or a no? And are we willing to let God change our views rather than us try and change God's views? Because ultimately that's what it comes down to. That's what it comes down to. God, will you reform my heart and my understanding of the world rather than me letting the world change how I view you? Will you help me to see the world differently? And that means we might have more love for this world that we live in. It might mean we have more compassion. It might mean that sometimes we just have to trust that this method and way that God's asked us to do things is going to go beyond even ourselves. May you be encouraged by the word and built up in the spirit. Join us tomorrow for another highlight. And until then, be blessed.